0: Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drash, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. hazeh <laughs> hazeh how awesome is this place this place hamakom that chant is part of a chant by rabbi sheffer gold but it comes from this week's parasha. it's the the phrase that yakov jacob says when he has that awareness that conscious moment as he wakes up from his extraordinary dream of the angels going up and coming down the the ladder Sulam Yaakov, Jacob's ladder and he wakes up and he's like wow, God was in this place and I didn't know how awesome is this place this place hamakom. Makom is such a an extraordinarily important word. Makom means place. But it's also seen as a name of God. We comfort a mourner in a house of mourning, in a shiva house, by saying, HaMakom yinachem Etchem May the place, May the name of God that refers to God in this place, be a source of comfort for you along with the other mourners Hamakom Yinachem. in the Haggadah Baruch Hamakom Bauchu Blessed is God known as Hamakom the place and Makom is bookends this this Parsha Yetzay according to the Talmudic tradition of the rabbis each of the three heroes the patriarchal heroes of, of Bereshit of Genesis the three being Avraham, Yitzhak and Yaakov Abraham, Isaac and Jacob each are responsible somehow for for fixing a particular one of the prayers and each of those is brought through a source so Avraham by Akom Avraham he wakes up early in the morning and that according to the rabbis is that act of getting up early in the morning was an act of prayer of tefillah And Yitzchak Yitzhak Lasuach Isaac went out as the day was ending into the field, Lasuach, Lasuach to meditate or whatever that word might mean. And there I would say Ensiach elatefillah, That that act must also have been an act of of, of prayer. And in our parsha. Yaakov, it says, gaba makom. He happened upon this place, makom. Um, and that's the place where he lay down his head and had the dream of the ladder of angels. Makom. The rabbis say, em pigia. Em pigia There's no random act of coming across a particular place unless it's an act of prayer. So, Abraham. Is connected to Shacharit, the morning service, and Isaac Yitzhak, to the to Mincha, the afternoon service, and and this moment of coming acro- across this place at night, and then laying down his head, is is Jacob and Maariv, the evening the evening service, the third of the three daily Tefilot, the three daily prayer services. But there's something so powerful about this Makom, and then at the very end at the very end of the parasha it also talks about the the makom, the place when it says when Jacob sees these angels who accompany, this is after the whole story, years and years and years has happened in between, in this parsha, a lot of time passes Um, after this dream Jacob meets Rachel, he works for seven years, he gets tricked, he marries Leah he works for another seven years, he gets Rachel, he has lots of kids, he argues with his father-in-law, Lavan. He eventually escapes Lavan. All, all this stuff happens, but at the end, he's setting off on his way. Halach <speaking in language> ledarko. He sets off on his way. <speaking in language> the same The same word as at the beginning of the Parsha. He encounters uh, angels of God. Malachai Elohim. Vayome Yaakov. And when Jacob uh, saw them, he said Machane um, <speaking in language> Elohim He said, this is a, a, a camp of God and he called the name of that place Machanaim so the Pasha begins with angels and it ends with angels it begins with place and it ends with place I've been to some some very challenging places, physical places places of extraordinary human suffering recently starting with uh, going to alabama to montgomery and birmingham alabama and seeing the extraordinary human degradation of 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 slavery segregation lynching mass incarceration and last week i was in poland i saw the sights of the warsaw ghetto i saw the the terrible ways in which hundreds of thousands of people were crammed into this, this space this place I saw other, other places in, in, in Warsaw and then I got a train to Krakow and I saw Krakow a once absolute thriving centre of Jewish life now with barely, barely anything other than museums to history and then the ultimate place that I went was Auschwitz Hamakom a place of extraordinary extraordinary pain beyond anything I have ever experienced and could ever imagine and being there and seeing the absolute extent to what humanity can do when it is so caught in an ideology of dehumanization and the, 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 the way in which the Nazis created an absolute killing machine and I went to that place I went to Auschwitz one and I saw the barracks and I saw the the solitary confinement cells I saw the wall where people were were executed and shot I saw the beams from which they were hanged I saw so much there I saw of course the gas chamber the remnant of the gas chamber And then I went two kilometers away to Auschwitz II, more commonly known as Birkenau, part of the same killing complex, but a different site. And there I spent many hours, many hours wandering around, looking at the ruins of the gas chambers and the crematoria, seeing the man-made lakes where human ashes were placed after they were gassed and burned seeing the barracks seeing the latrines and I spent most of my time in the sea lager on the rubble of block 19 the barrack 19 where an amazing woman that so many people loved called Irene Rosenshine who who died in May and survived Auschwitz with her sisters was in that that block and I and I sat there and as I imagined the unimaginable because it is unimaginable but the, the the pain and the fear and the despair that those people were were enduring in that place I just felt some of the pain and I just wondered how we can or if we can do anything for those neshamas, for those souls whose lives were so cruelly treated, the ones who of course died there but also the ones who survived and are now dead or dying or reaching the end of their years and there was part of me that had this extraordinary moment of thinking, yes how awesome is this place not of course in any kind of positive way because there is nothing redeemable or positive about Auschwitz but Manorah, what an awesome, frightening, terrifying experience to be in that place to be in that place where the unspeakable happened and, and to try and, and connect to that suffering in a way that moves us forward somehow if that's possible I don't know if it's possible I wrote while I was there these words sitting on moss and rubble and dirt with rusty tins of old memorial candles and an eerie silence loud in its lie another horrific deception in this hell that greeted its new arrivals with the agonizing myth of hope to prevent panic where so many went straight to horrific death, old men, women, mothers and grandmothers and children whose innocent faces are captured on those last ever photos taken as they got off the trains. Others came to these barracks where I sit now, crammed into wooden bunks, sharing way too few open latrines where the human stench mingled with the smell of fear, despair and suffocating ash where the sky was always red Irene and her sisters were saved from this hallowed, hell-holed ground by a miracle, by kindness, by who knows what in their escape from nineteen to seventeen spared by moments from gas and fire, a fate emerging from a chimney and now I see a small herd of small deer scuttling through these ruins with a redeeming grace for an unredeemable past the brick chimneys still stand in these barracks attached to furnaces that did not provide enough heat in those bleak starved winters while other the other chimneys while the other chimneys efficiently pumped human ashes into the heavens as strong sun reflects in the rubble and on the hundreds of visitors scattered all over the camp mocked into insignificance by how many prisoners living and dead pass through this evil machine Polish school children, Israelis whose existential existential story depends on this and the blue and white flags drape around the narratives not quite fitting the Zen peacemakers sitting circled on the platform by the tracks Different faiths meditating for the peace of these souls and an end to our endless capacity for violence for dehumanisation so many bricks so many untold stories under the score of sweet birdsong nature's psalm for the agony of this place part of me cannot leave needing somehow to stay here forever and another pulls me to get away to never come back to wash death away from my body, from my heart. I must go. And before I do, I try to imagine the beautiful young woman that I knew as a loving, old and still beautiful woman in this exact place where her courage and valour and hope and love smothered her fear and saved her from hell. May my precious moments of presence here honour those who lived and died and suffered in this makom this place, this space with its evil face may their souls housed in bodies that were so tortured be at peace in an eternal embrace beyond place Hamakom the place in a way a place of pain and suffering if we go there with consciousness can also be a holy holy place, I described it in that piece as a a place of holiness but a, a hellhole holiness <sighs> there aren't really words to describe it but I'm just thinking about and still processing and still working out what it, what it means what it means, I think, I understand people who can't go to those places who can't go to Auschwitz, can't visit it but I think it's such an important place it is a symbol of what is possible in this bleak human reality but I hope it's also a symbol of what's possible in terms of a commitment to end it or to honour those who have died I don't even know I don't know what I'm saying right now but I need to say it I needed to go there I needed to have that experience I needed to feel in some way whether real or imagined that I was connecting to those souls whose bodies were so tortured in that place and I hope humbly I hope that my presence there offered some kind of possibility of offering at least a prayer of peace for those souls, I also am so struck by how many Polish people visit that site. The Jewish community represented one third of Poland's population 3.3 million or something like that Jews lived in Poland before the war, a staggering number a staggering staggering number that of course would be so much more now if the Holocaust hadn't happened and it's too easy it is way too easy to enter a narrative that says oh the Poles have always hated us they hated us then they hate us now we don't trust them but the reality is that I found out that so many Poles see this story as their story how could it not be if a third of their population were their people? They, they are the people and so many of them now because Hitler was replaced in a certain way by Stalin and Jews were not allowed to practice as Jews and Jews hid. And so many Poles are finding out, oh, I've got a Jewish grandparent I never knew. They want to know about Judaism, they're yearning to know about Judaism and so many Poles hid and risked their lives hid Jews and risked their lives and I think we have to tell a different story we can't, we can't tell that story that all Poles hated Jews and still do more than in any other country the Nazi machine was able to succeed I hate to use that word, succeed in Poland because it was a full occupation and so in some ways yes of course there were Poles who were complicit of course there were Poles who handed in Jews and were happy to see them gone of course and of course there were Poles who were bystanders watching in on the suffering and not doing anything about it but there were many who weren't and as Poles confront their own history we need to recognize that Hamakom, that place that place is a sacred ground in helping us retell the story we can't really redeem the past we can't account for that tremendous destruction but we can, like Yaakov, somehow imagine that our journeys begin and end with the presence of angels if we bring consciousness and awareness to place that ladder that Jacob dreams of at the beginning when he lays down his head on a rock and he has a dream and in the dream he sees a ladder and on the ladder he sees angels going up and coming down and those angels are really a way of connecting heaven and earth connecting spiritual and physical but also maybe connecting past and present there were many angels many many angels in the time of the Holocaust Jewish angels heroes whether they were partisans in the forest or just people who were still able to act kindly in that hellhole. and there were angels among the poles and there are ways that our journeys however horrific they are can and must include angels at the beginning and the end and as we go on on our journeys each of us as we, like Yaakov Halach it says Yaakov, but as we go off on our journeys, may we however painful those journeys are somehow feel the connection of the Malachi Elohim the angels of God that can be messengers that can help guide us that can help heal us that can accompany us on our way through this complex and painful world how awesome is this place, this space, this moment, this now. And somehow, in ways that I really might not understand, somehow, God is in this place yodati, but I didn't know, I didn't see I didn't know how to find that presence it is an impossible, impossible question to ask where was God in Auschwitz I have no capacity to answer that question and yet I have to believe that even in that dark, dark place there were somehow angels there were angels in Auschwitz even if they were just weeping and suffering along with the crumpled, dehumanized people who were there yet I have to believe there were angels in Auschwitz and I have to believe that on our journeys, however difficult they might be, that like Yaakov our journeys are somehow punctuated with the presence of angels as we leave and as we arrive in a new destination, that there are Malachi Elohim, angels of God that help us, comfort us, guide us, light up our, our way. Manorah Hamakom Hazer. Thank you for listening to a dash and Drush. We will see you next time.